This one is for Jean. Have you ever moved? Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> With panthers, bears, bobcats, raccoons, and over 200 other critters? I mean, it's a dream. Who, who in their career says, okay, build your dream facility? It'll be happening here soon. Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Episode 6. The Move. The This is Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I am David C. Guggenheim. This month, we take you inside the move of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. From its current location at the Loxahatchee River District in Jupiter, Florida, to its new home five miles down the road in a little slice of heaven called Jupiter Farm. Why move? Why now? And what to expect from the future? And it's baby season. We'll be meeting some cute baby animals. They're adorable. All on the season one finale of Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Where do you want to go to, sir? What works for you? Uh, how about, how about right here? Sure. Pick a table, any table, right? Right. There's been a thought of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary having its own property from long before I was even ever associated with Bush Wildlife. That's Amy Kite, the executive director of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I mean, that's kind of the ultimate dream, right? Think about the American dream, to own your own home and everything. And I would say that was probably part of it for Bush Wildlife, too, was always to, to, to get to that point where you have your, your own land and can kind of do your own thing. Being here at the Loxitude River District for over two decades was just such a blessing because it was the the catalyst that got us to the point where we could grow and be able to do this. The problem, ever more demand and not enough space. We were getting more animals in than ever before. Every year we're seeing between an 8 and 10% increase in animals, which for us is like another 500 animals in addition to the 5,200 we'd taken in the previous year. Yeah. We were having more visitors than ever before. And I'm not even saying doing like statistical analysis, but just everywhere you turned, there was another animal. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here can believe it, but it's back. It's baby season. Let's meet our tour guide taking us inside the nursery. My name is Chrissy Page. I'm an educator here at the sanctuary, and I'm also the junior naturalist coordinator. So I work with kids and animals all day long. So this is where you keep the babies. Yeah, this is uh, this is the nursery. Lots of babies in here because baby season actually just started. So what type of animals do we have here? Well, I don't know if you can hear them right there, but uh, that would be some baby eastern squirrels. Be our opossum species. Our morning dove. The red rat snake. That's a marsh rabbit. A cottontail little bunny. An eastern oh, screech owl. Look at my word. And he's just the fluffiest little cotton ball right now. Oh my goodness. Each and every one of these babies was rescued by someone in the community. And by baby season, we of course mean spring. And we know what spring brings babies. But the reality is, folks, when people encounter baby wild animals, a lot of the times, we freak out. Um, it's even just that people don't know to leave them where they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe they 
were mowing the lawn and they thought that their dog was going to get them or they came across them and thought that it would be better to bring them in and rather than calling they just brought them in here which is okay yeah but um again they'll they'll have the best chance of survival with their mom so what do you do if you encounter a baby animal all by itself you want to wait first you want to use your observation skills first before you do anything especially in florida we have a lot of wind we have a lot of rain and that'll push babies out of the nest It'll push them onto the sidewalk, or that's when people encounter all the babies usually. If you do find a baby, you don't want to just immediately go and, and scoop it up. One, because they do have sharp teeth. So you always want to have some kind of protection or gloves or a towel, but you probably want to call our, our line first. So where did bush wildlife come from? How did it come about? Well, let me take you back nearly 40 years ago to the early 80s. Bush Wildlife started in 1983 down in Miami with our founding director and a group of his friends who are also nature lovers. And they were just basically doing wildlife rehab out of their backyards. And they did that for nine years down there until Hurricane Andrew came through. And when Hurricane Andrew came through, it basically wiped everything in that area out. David Hitzig, our founding director, relocated up here to Jupiter Farms, actually. Right. Um, and he was out there from 92 to 98 when we moved on the property at the Loxashi River District. So now going from, you know, in town, Jupiter, back out to the farms is kind of like a homecoming for us. Yeah. When did it become Bush? Peter Bush, part of the Anheuser-Busch family. He was up in Vero Beach and he has a beer distributorship called Southern Eagle. And he was looking for an eagle that they could use for some photographs and promotional appearances. And it happened that David had an eagle named Kuakuchi, became the uh, mascot. And um, David and Peter developed a relationship because of that. And one day Peter actually found some owlets. A tree had come down and there was some owlets, little screech owls, and um, started looking around and couldn't find anybody to take them. And eventually thought, oh, I'm going to call David and called him. And you know, they started discussing and saying, you know, this is the problem. There's no government agency that takes them. You know, most vets don't know what to do or won't touch them. And it really comes down to the nonprofit sector. And uh, Peter donated the seed money to start what is now Bush Wildlife Sanctuary in, in this incarnation, being open to the public and, and really um, us not having to take the animals to people, but people can come to it. Peter gave up that seed money for it and donated it. And it's, the rest is history. It became Bush Wildlife. sound of a baby bunny if you're listening to yeah. outside the kind of twisted thing about that call is mm. if you really listen to it it sounds like a squeak toy for like a dog oh. and that's kind of what they're trying to reproduce in a squeak toy is that animal's instinct to go after sounds like that yeah. uh, squirrels will make the same noise uh, similar and the bunnies make that noise so 
Yeah, next time you hear a squeak toy, it's setting off that trigger right. in your your dog's brain to, to hunt for those things. You've, we've trained our dogs to get the, the baby bunnies. Yes. <laughs> so when people say, oh, I don't know what happened. My dog got this bunny. Uh, they're calling for mom, and ultimately the dog will maybe find them first. Yeah. What's the next step out of the nursery? Out of the nursery, you can get moved a few places. Hopefully, once you're big enough and eating on your own, you'll get moved to the porch, which is outside on our, our hospital porch, and that kind of acclimates you to your surroundings. Can we look at the, the porch? Sure, yeah. Oh, look who we have here. Oh, we're getting all the owl sizes. Yes, this is a baby great horned owl, but we've got a lot of water birds out here today. Pelicans. We've got a pelican. Great blue heron down here as well. Ooh. But right. oh, there's a squirrel right behind you on your head. Sorry, I'm like smushing you into the corner. So I could see it's like has no audio value whatsoever. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I like I gotta record. <laughs> Don't feed them. Don't feed them. It's not good for them. Now you know I think you know people hear that right that it's not good for them but it's the case where in some cases it could be fatal especially for for younger baby like um, animals like if you find a bird that fell out of a nest and just start giving it like parrot food yes so they all you know you see everywhere don't feed them don't give them any water and that's usually the first thing that people want to do is to take care of it it looks hungry it might be crying but if you give it the wrong thing, or you give it the wrong thing at the wrong time, they can actually asphyxiate or aspirate and not be able to breathe. Or in, in some cases, if you give them the wrong thing, they could just kind of keel over on you. While moving does mean leaving a beloved home, Bush Wildlife Sanctuary is looking to build itself up three times the size which allows for a bigger hospital, a bigger welcome center, more room for the animals, and more room for the people. From the moment that you pull in the parking lot, I want people to be transported back to old Florida. Mm -hmm. And it's the pine trees, and it's the old cypress wood, and the old dade pine, and, and I really want you to just be able to go back in time and and see those things that you're right, you can't see today. Even a lot of the zoological societies, you know, you get transported to the Amazon, or to Australia. Yeah. Well, you can see what your backyard used to look like back in the day. So how do you move bears, panthers, alligators, bobcats, eagles, otters, deer, water birds, tortoises, owls? And we've already started the training process with the animals. Parrots. You're training them to go into kennels willingly and making it less stressful. Training animals on injection training for those that we have to anesthetize for the move. All of that has already begun months ago even. We're definitely focusing on those largest animals enclosures first. So the bears, the panthers, the otters, the alligator, the bobcats, all of those things are going to, even before we have office buildings, you know, the animals are going to have their home before I have anywhere to put my computer at. If we had everybody moved and we only had to be actually closed the public for a week, I would really consider that a reason to uh, open the bottle of champagne up and it seems like sky's the limit. Um, you, you guys just need support. That's it, yeah. And, and, and so far, you know, we, 
the capital campaign to raise the money runs in four phases. Our first phase was just reaching out to those people who've supported us in the past, and the response was overwhelmingly positive. Couldn't be happier for you. Yes, we've noticed there's a need for more parking, or we'd love to see, we love seeing Freddie in her bigger habitat. We'd love to see that for this animal. Or, the response has been amazing. Building the new Bush Wildlife Sanctuary in Jupiter Farms is going to be a community effort. It needs to be because the work done at Bush is done to help the wildlife in our backyard, the wildlife that is being injured by our automobiles and our existence. As with all nonprofits, Bush thrives on your support. With a new facility being built, there are diverse and creative ways to help the sanctuary. Here's the decision the Kite family has made utilizing one of the many, many naming opportunities. Growing up, loved animals, always worked with animals, and um, well into my 20s, my dad always asked when I was going to get a real job. <laughs> when are you going to get a real job? When, is it, when are you going to stop this animal stuff? And um, I just lost him very unexpectedly a couple weeks ago. And um, we asked that instead of flowers, that people made a donation in his memory. And, um, and then, of course, my mother and I will be donating as well. And so I said, um, you know, we wanted to name something after him. And everybody, oh, what's it going to be? The bears, what was his favorite? You know, we know, he, you know he's you know, patriotic, the eagles. No. I want him to name the executive director's office. Mm. For all those kids whose parents want to know when they're going to get a real job, <laughs> it is one. And it pays in so much more than money. And um, this one's for him. Thank you for that. If he understood what a podcast was, he would love it. (laughs) 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 Couldn't get him to open a computer for nothing. That's going to do it for this season of Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. For more information, go to bushwildlife.org. Or you can reach them for any reason 24 hours a day on their hotline, especially if you found a sick, injured, or abandoned wild animal. So if that describes you, call 561-575-3399. So if you ever come across a baby wild animal, remember to wait Use your observational skills and don't forget to call Bush. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. It means a lot to us. This has been Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm David C. Guggenheim. Don't waste it. This has been a production of someone talkmedia.com. 